welcome to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. On today's episode of our daily NYFF 59 edition, NYFF Director of Programming Dennis Lim and filmmaker Gaspar Noe discuss his new film, Vortex, a main slate selection of this year's festival. Finding new depths of tenderness without foregoing the uncompromising fatalism that defines his work, Noe's latest film guides us through a handful of dark days in the lives of an elderly couple in Paris. A retired psychiatrist, played by Francois Lebrun, and the writer, played by Dario Argento, working on a book about the intersection of cinema and dreams. To learn more and get tickets for this year's NYFF, taking place through October 10th indoors and outdoors throughout New York City, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation with director Gaspar Noé. I'm Dennis Lim, Director of Programming for the New York Film Festival, um, and very pleased to be joined today virtually uh, by the director of one of our main slate films, Vortex, uh, Gaspar Noé. Hi, Gaspar. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks. Sorry you couldn't be here in person. It would have been great to uh, to present I the film with you. I, I know. Come, but your nation doesn't want me. <laughs> I don't know about our nation, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure the audience wants you. And you know, this is the second year in a row that we've we're shown we're showing your films. Um, last year, you might have heard that John Waters presented a double bill of Climax and Pasolini's Salo at a drive-in at the Bronx Zoo last year. So that was one of the highlights of last year's festival. Yeah, I wish I was there that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, next next time, next time. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, we're here to talk about Vortex. Um, and I think I'll just begin by asking you how this came together, because I know this was a very, very quick production. Um, you had the idea, you shot it very quickly. I mean, I think it was just a few months, right? Uh, actually, uh, the idea of this movie came to me during New Year's Eve, when I was in Argentina with my father. And... Um, I came back to Paris mid-January and uh, my line producer had found a location. So as soon as I got here, I went to see this location of an apartment and everybody for the last year and a half was asking me, do you have a project that could fit to the to these COVID times, like uh, two, three characters inside a closed space? And so for for the whole last year, I was thinking if I had to shoot something, easy uh, by these COVID times, uh, what could I shoot? And I had in mind uh, the idea of doing a movie about an old couple. And uh, as uh, I've seen dementia from close because my mother had dementia uh, Mm. years ago and she died of it, uh, I knew the subject. So um, it seemed to me that it would be a very easy project to film like the, the... the last days of a couple inside uh, a closed space, but also the it was at a moment in which the uh, vaccines just appeared. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't. Uh, it was it wasn't easy to find all uh, uh, actors to play in a movie uh, without a mask. Hopefully that we could get. Uh, I, I could finally convince uh, with the ten pages treatment, uh, Francois Lebrun 
the, the whose performance in the matter and the horror obsessed mm -hmm. me for, for, for the last 20 years. And I, I could also uh, convince Dario Argento, who was ready to shoot a new movie, but his movie had been delayed also because of COVID reasons. So he was available and he said yes, but then we had to, to get a vaccination for the two of them and also for me. And finally, we, we, um, uh, we, we started preparing uh, with the art director the location. And one month later, we had, a, we, we had the whole location redesigned. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the Dario came from Rome and we shot the movie in five weeks. And then uh, in my head, uh, because we, we finished shooting mid-May, um, mid I thought the Cannes Film Festival would be in October or November. Once again, for COVID reasons, and uh, and uh, and finally, the, the 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 festival was held in in July, so I had to accelerate the whole post production. And yeah, between the moment I conceived the movie uh, to the day that I delivered, it, it took me five months and a half, six months. But I like I like working in in speed. You know, Fassbinder could do three movies a year. Uh, Mizoguchi too. I, if I do one movie a year, I'm happy. But it's not a right. I, I'm not Mizoguchi, I'm not Fassbinder. So, you know, I think almost everyone has described this film as um, kind of a departure for you. And I'm wondering if you see it that way, because in some ways it is, but I think maybe in some ways it isn't also. I don't think it's departure. For, for me, it's all part of the same story. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's say that uh, it was a project that could be made uh, during the confinement. And yeah. also was that I really wanted to do because I, uh, I, I wasn't annoyed that all my last movies were dealing with the young characters discovering sex, love, and uh, and drugs. But I said, well, that life is not only that. And my first feature, I stand alone, uh, had yeah. uh, an actor who was 30 years older than me uh, as a, as a, in the lead role. And uh, also my first short was with a much older woman. I like uh, grown up people as much as I like the, 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 the young ones. And uh, I thought it, it would be very touching to do such a subject also because uh, it's so universal in every family. The, 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 there is a grandmother, a grandfather, a father, an uncle with dementia. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a... I still don't understand why there are not more movies about such subjects when mm -hmm. it's everywhere. No, the, 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 there was this movie called uh, Far From Her, then the, 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 there was, mm -hmm. of, course, of course, Amour by Haneke, then there was this, this other movie lately called The Father. But uh, you could count all the good movies on senility with, with the fingers of two hands and uh, I mean, it's so universal, and and probably the result is that the movie is a general audience movie. There is no sex, no drugs, and nothing like that. But still, many people told me this is your most violent movie in terms mm -hmm. of what, uh, what it shows of the human experience. Mm. Do you think that maybe it's because it's something that people tend generally don't want to confront? Um, why there's so few movies? They, 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 people don't want to confront it because they know that they will confront it. Mm -hmm. uh, I read lately that 85, no, not that uh, uh, above 85 years old, one person out of three 
has the beginning of Alzheimer or has Alzheimer, and also like one person out of uh, six above 65 has the beginning of Alzheimer. So it's a, something that we, we would certainly be confronted to mm -hmm. personally or through our beloved. It's, it's a, yeah, so that, that's a, the word fear. And having experienced many psychedelics in my life, uh, when I saw my mother, um, under the spell of dementia, which is like a, a irreversible spell, uh, she was in a state of terror that I wouldn't wish to anybody. It's not like uh, the kids in climax that uh, that have been spiked and, and you know that the that dementia lasts for one night or one day. Yeah. Uh, when when your brain starts uh, falling apart, uh, it's just it's a one-way ticket, and it's yeah. it's not. Fine. You mentioned you know your mother's experience, but um, I heard you also had like some uh, health situation, right? Recently, that... yeah, I had the brain hemorrhage one year and a half ago, and actually it was good. No, but it was good because uh, uh, I survived to it without any damage, and uh, maybe to be exposed to a situation in which you almost died, it makes you think a lot of things. They, they, they told me that I had one chance out of two of dying during during that brain hemorrhage, but uh, and 35% of chances of uh, having a brain damage, but uh, I survived to it. So uh, I thought I was very lucky. I also discovered morphine and then, because in the hospital they gave me so much morphine, I had to quit morphine and I felt like I was a junkie for one month when it came out. Uh -huh. But the, the other thing is just like, uh, the closer you are to death, the less you believe it. there is anything after death. I just felt like, a, uh, like in my movie, that if I had died, it would have been a, a big mess for the, the, my father, for the, the close people around me, to deal with all my poster collection, my, my debts, my papers. And probably the, the, the main reason why I didn't want nothing bad to happen to me. It was not to leave them the, the all that stuff to deal with. But mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, yeah. This, for me, um, uh, I became even more materialistic since that how, happened. How so? Even more materialistic, less spiritual. Less spiritual. Yeah, in a way, it's just like a, I believe in relationships, but uh, I don't even know. It's a, I, I like that, that sentence that. Um, uh, that Dario says in the movie from Edgar Allan Poe, life is a, a dream within a dream. Mm -hmm. really, uh, even more than before, I feel that, that, that life is a, a dream within a dream. Mm. I mean, in some ways, you've con you've you know confronted death <clears throat> in a in a different way in Enter the Void, which um, I think you wasn't the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead like a sort of important reference point for that film. And I was wondering how you compare these two, you know these two ways of, of looking at, 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 at dying and death. But, but Enter the Void was a, uh, a movie based or inspired by the Tibetan Book of the Dead, but it's not because you portray uh, a book cinematic that you believe what is said in the book. Yeah. yeah, I could have done a movie about flying saucers without believing in Martians. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, also when I wrote the script, the first script of Enter uh, the Void, I was in my 20s, and uh, when you are in your 20s, you don't want to die because you, you, you have a, a whole life that you want to live in front of you. So you're far more afraid of death when you're 20 
than when you were 57. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But sure that's, yeah, disappears slowly with, the, with age. At the end, even some people said oh, that they really desire to fall asleep and never wake up. So I heard it many times from old people. Take home limited edition merch from this year's 59th New York Film Festival. The official NYFF 59 poster, designed by artist Kara Walker, plus original NYFF t-shirts, hats, and more, are now available. Shop online at filmlink.org merch, or during the festival at Alice Tully Hall and the Eleanor Bunin Monroe Film Center. So, you know, beyond this being a subject that hasn't been, you know, hasn't been dealt with um, in cinema very much, like, is there something about just how it's represented usually, you know, aging, the experience of, of mortality on screen that you think that you wanted to maybe fight against with this film to do it differently? Uh, no, actually, the I just wanted to to shoot the movie smoothly, mm. and uh, with the the events of real life as I've experienced. Uh, through my family or through my my friends' families, because uh, yeah, I saw many other people dying this year of COVID, and their families dealing with the with the with the you know with the, the, the ceremonies and things like that. And uh, yeah, the, the, there was something very peaceful last year with the confinement. Mm. I could finally also spend a whole year at my place watching movies and uh, watching all the classics that I had missed. Of Japanese cinema, or even uh, Andrei Rublev, and uh, yeah, the, the 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 pace of life last year in two thousand mm-hmm. and, and twenty and two thousand and twenty one was very different from everything we had experienced before. So even uh, I think there's some kind of sudden uh, fear of death or acceptance of death and maturity that came with this uh, with this virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's reflected in the film too, the sort yeah. of uh, peacefulness. You mentioned at the start that, you know, the, the idea came to you on New Year's Eve when you were with your father. Can you say yeah. more about what, what that what that moment was like? Uh, no, I, I was in, in Buenos Aires uh, having holidays with my father. He had rented a house, there was a swimming pool. And and then when I said, oh, I get that, I have to go back because I, I have some debts, I have to get some money, so I have to start a movie. And said, what's the movie about? And I said, well, it's about an old couple. I said, is it about us? I said, no, 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 it's not about us. <laughs> uh, 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 an old couple and she's, uh, she's going to be a psychiatrist and I don't know what the, the character of the actor is going to be because uh, I have... Uh, until I don't have a who, the, the, the names of those who will be playing, I, uh, but I'm not going to try to do that movie. So, so yeah, he was surprised that I could want to do a movie quickly, but it happened. And uh, there's yeah. something very joyful about uh, not uh, spending too much time writing or doing pre-production. The, 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 it was like almost uh, a sp- spontaneous production. Mm-hmm. And, and even Dario was very surprised that uh, when I went to, to, I called his daughter uh, the day before, say, oh, do you think your father could, could be interested in, in, in shooting in a movie? And I, I had met Dario many years before, uh, like three years, be- and we were friends. But she said, yeah, 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 please come. So I took a flight, and uh, we spent the, the, the afternoon together. 
And he said, well, but what, when do you want to shoot this movie? I said, well, in two or three weeks maximum. And he said, it's a joke. No, 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 okay. And how much time are we going to spend? Or four weeks, can you make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he said, but then I have to come back uh, immediately to Rome because I'm, I'm shooting my new movie. And that's how it happened. Mm. So but, it's, yeah. Uh, you... It's also something very uh, playful. Uh, it was very playful for me, for them, and for the the Alex Lutz, who plays their son, and who's also a film director, to create co collectively um, uh, a movie with uh, with just a ten page script and no dialogue. So the, uh, I was asking, them, "What do you want to play?" And uh, and we decided together with with uh, Dario that he would. Uh, play a film critic because that was his first job and then he came with the idea that he would have a lover and so oh, great okay we'll find you a lover and finally it was the, the girl who's taking care of the wardrobe on the movie who played his lover and then i was asking uh, alex well, well, what would you want to do as a job so he said well i could work in, in movies but then we decided that the, 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 the together the son would be a junkie and the same thing with the uh, with the uh, francoise i didn't give her any lines and I said also, mm -hmm. even if I gave you or you come with lines, I'll probably say yes, but then you have to mumble because uh, at this stage of senility, uh, no one should really understand what you're saying or or even you, should, you could invent words from time to time that don't exist. Mm -hmm. And then so she created her own character and, and the idea of shooting uh, the movie with a split screen uh, wasn't very clear for me before I started shooting. But on the first two days, I shot some scenes with just one camera and other ones with two cameras. And on the third day, watching the material, I said, oh, probably it's going to be better if I do the whole movie with a double screen. And so we reshot some some scenes of the first two days. And uh, from then on, I knew that the, the whole movie would be like a, yeah. the different characters separately. What do you think the effect of that is for, for you know for the view? What was the effect you wanted to achieve with the split screen? Uh, it was not an effect that I wanted to achieve. It's just it seemed to me evident on the third day when we were watching the material that it, it worked. So uh, uh, it seemed to me more natural to have like two persons on two screens. Uh, talking together, then going from a close-up of the husband and the one who would stop talking to go to, to the face of the, the, the wife, etc. because that's even more unnatural. Uh, mm -hmm. Cinema is a very unnatural language, and especially the, 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 the TV language is totally unnatural. And so uh, once the, the, the split screen is accepted as a, as a, as a principle, as a language principle, it works uh, very smoothly, mm -hmm. and you are like following two lives to to that um, are linked, but that are separated. And um, yeah, I think it, it seems closer to real life by shooting it that way. Yeah. So maybe we'll just you know I want to wrap up soon, but but I want to come back to the actors um, who I think are so important to the film and and they're such surprising choices in some ways, but also so perfect, you know, and, and you said Dario was somebody you, you had known 
for a while. Um, you know, I think this idea of putting these two together, can you say a little bit more about that? I know you said Francois is very, you know, one of the one of the great performances in one of the great films, obviously, in The Mother and the Whore, but like just this idea of like seeing them as a couple, I think is so inspired. Uh, I, uh, it was not like um, uh, a decision of putting two persons coming from different families of cinema mm -hmm. that brought me to, 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 to have them together. Uh, if I propose it to, to Francoise, and she was my very first idea, is because I'm a huge, huge admirer of her performance in The Matter on the Horde. Yeah and uh, of the movie itself. And I was obsessed with that movie for years and and her monologue at the end is one of the most impressive monologues in the whole mm -hmm. cinema. So uh, it's a, she's a, a, an actress that is mostly famous for one film that many people consider as the best French film of the 70s. And then it's, it's like she didn't disappear, but she never had another major moment uh, on, mm. on, on a screen and uh, I was thought I would like to meet her, I would love to meet her and finally one year and a half ago I met her in a film festival and I took her number. So well, when I decided to do this movie, I immediately called her and said, oh, I have an, can, I, can I meet you? And uh, so we met and uh, she didn't say yes, she didn't say no, she wanted to know who would be her partner. And then, uh, in her case, I knew that she was so touching. I wanted the, the the her her character to to be as touching as possible. So uh, I I wanted a face and a voice that, of someone that you would want to hug during the whole screening. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the same thing for the male character. Uh, and I was thinking, who's the coolest man? actor, non-actor, politician, poet, or film director that I could put on screen, someone that you would want to hug even more than the, the actor who played Umberto Day in the Sica's uh, uh -huh. uh, movie. And uh, among the, 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 the people that I could think of, uh, no, male, male characters of 80 years old, the funniest one, the most lovely one of all film directors is, uh, is uh, who speaks French is, um, is Ariel Genso. You know, the, 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 uh, I've seen movies with, uh, with Scorsese, I've seen movies with, um, with Eric von Stroheim, I've seen movies with um, Victor Sjostrom, uh, he was in the... And uh, uh, having uh, a film director that you love who could improvise on the set in French as Dario, uh, for me, was the, the, the best idea I could think of. But uh, I was very annoyed uh, during, in February because I was, of course, thinking of him as the first choice, but I was told that he would start shooting his movie in, in May. So when finally the company Wild Bunch that was financing my movie and financing his movie told me, no, we're delaying his production. I said, yeah, bingo, I call Adam. <laughs> That's why I call Adam. He told me to convince her that. And then I flew to, to Rome. And yeah, and two days later, he said, okay, and yeah, the, everything happened exactly as, uh, as I dreamt. Yeah. And then we were coming to the third character. Um, yeah. Once I, I, the, the, the two of them had confirmed that it would be uh, the lead roles, I want to have someone who would be French, who could look like both of them, uh, someone in his 40s. And, I had seen the movie that um, Alex Trude, the, the, the only feature that he directed, 
in which he plays a 75 years old singer with some like prosthetics on mm. his face. And his performance was so good that I met him and he's very melancholic, although he's a comedian also, he's a very melancholic person. And physically, he looked like the two of them, and I introduced him to 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 the two of them, and every everything went well. So uh, there we go. We shot the movie very quickly. Yeah. Everybody, everybody had a mask on besides uh, the the actors, and then yeah. And then so you said you, you said with with Francoise, you you know you didn't give her lines, and you talked about mumbling. Was there were there things about that that performance and that character that you you drew on your experiences with your mother? Yeah, that, that there's some. The parts in the movie that come like uh, that are almost like a copy and paste of my own life, but not everything. So, so some some moments are copy and paste. But the, also because like she she never had any cognitive problems, and she has a mother who's one hundred years old who lives alone and who has all her mind. Uh, she was never really confronted with dementia. So uh, I gave her a lot of uh, footage of uh, documentaries mm. or people I had filmed, my mother and, uh, and other people, just the, the best moments that I could find to inspire her to create her own performance. And then once she had that material, she considered it. And then, uh, then okay, uh, we're on the set. And we, we didn't shoot much. We were not rehearsing. We would start shooting. And we would do one, two, three, four takes maximum, and then usually the the last one was always the best one. <clears throat> and and um, one question about Darius' character: this uh, this book he's working on 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 cinema and dreams. Did that come from you or from Dario? Uh, no, that uh, I proposed him to 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 to, to be writing a book called Psyche. Also, because uh, no Psyche was the the the, um, the shooting title for Climax. When we're shooting climax, and I would say, "Oh, that that would be a good title for a movie, Psyche." But uh, so I said, "Okay, you're writing a book called Psyche, and it's about dreams and and yeah, and cinema." Great. Um, for example, I didn't write his dialogues when he's on the phone with a friend talking about the book he's writing. I just filmed them. Uh, I just filmed him on the phone for half an hour, and he was improvising. I just kept the, the wow. best moment. It's great. Um, okay, so I think we're, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But... The, the, the yeah. main scene in the, in the middle of the movie, the scene that is 12 minutes long. Yeah. I didn't write well any line, neither the, the actors. So we just went to say, oh, we know the situation. He's going to try to convince you that you'd go to, to, to a special home for old people. And uh, okay, uh, I, I put the two cameras. I know, let's go. Let's shoot it. And so we shot it three times and each take was like 20 minutes long and of course once again the third take was the best one but uh i barely i barely uh, said anything they, they really understood what they were playing and so they created the scene together and then i just had to 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 to, to keep the good moments in mm -hmm. the last take and the, the the 20 minutes take became a 12 minutes take and that that's the scene you see in the movie so it seems like Dario is in great shape, right? He's finished. He's, you said he's about to make another film, and no, he just finished. No, he finished. He's uh, finished it already. Oh, incredible! I think I know he's uh, finishing the editing. So yeah, probably very soon you'll have the new Dario Argento. Cool. You know, we're 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 planning a we're planning a Dario Argento retrospective actually, uh, and so we we're hoping that he can come uh, next year. So I think it'll be great to we'll probably show show Vortex. 
uh, as well. Um, but um, lastly, um, you know, since you won't be here to meet the audience, I'll be introducing your film to, tomorrow night at its uh, premiere. Anything you want to say to the audience before they see it? Uh, that you get ready to cry. Okay, I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will convey that. Uh, Gaspar, thanks so much, and congratulations on the film. We'll, we'll make sure we have you with us next time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.